Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. But you know, today is a Baptism Sunday and baptism, basically here's the pool over here, over on my left and your right and in a little bit while towards the end of the service, we'll take that cloth off and there's water in there. There's nothing uh, special about the water. It's just, as you often say, local Dudley Council water. That's what it is, okay? But there's something really significant for a Christian because this is an outward declaration of an inward decision. All the people that are getting baptised today are not perfect They've not arrived yet, but they've all made a decision to want to follow Jesus. God has done something in their life and they want to demonstrate that publicly in front of you guys, in front of their family and their friends and the world, that Jesus has made a difference in their life. And I know you've been working a lot with, with all these guys. Some great stories are going to so come out good. today, isn't oh, it? I'm so buzzing for today. It's going to be amazing. Brilliant. Well, we want you to not miss out on those who are getting baptised at the second service as well. So here are a couple of stories from people who are getting baptised at the second service. Take a look at the screen. Check these stories out. So I was actually christened as a baby, but my family was not particularly religious, so we never we never attended church or anything like that. I think the closest I got to worshipping Jesus in any way was singing hymns at school, but we never really went to church regularly. When I got to my late teens, early 20s, I started dabbling, if you like, into New Age spiritualism. That involved things like tarot readings and crystal healing and things like that. Off the back of doing that for a couple of years, I started experiencing really terrifying sleep paralysis. And it seemed no matter what I was doing, like technique-wise with the New Age spiritual stuff, nothing would stop these sleep paralysis experiences. And it was only after finding Jesus that these stopped. I just had this moment where I was worrying about my future. And I just got this really strong message from Jesus to say, you should read the Bible. At the time, I didn't know it was Jesus, but I just took this message and I downloaded a Bible, the NIV version on my laptop, and I just started at Genesis. When I was in Germany, uh, that is when I found Life Central Church. I found online, so I started watching every Sunday. And then I knew I was coming back to the UK, so I started to come to Life Central on a Sunday in person as well. And I want to get baptised because I want to give my life to Jesus because he's really been there for me and he has helped me with my sleep paralysis experience. Nothing else worked except Jesus. and praying to him and seeking him for any anxieties as well as the sleep paralysis experience has changed my life. So I'm very excited to be baptised. Well, I suppose I've known Jesus all my life really because I was born and brought up in the Salvation Army. Uh, I took part in the band, the songsters, etc. And I was very heavily involved. I can honestly say that I can't actually remember a time when Jesus wasn't part of my life in one way or another. Um, probably until my uh, mid to late 30s when things, uh, outside things took more hold of my life, uh, work, uh, then a broken marriage, 
um, and I ended up living on my own in mid Wales. Um, and then I went on a singles holiday where somebody on the holiday said, what I need is a good Christian lady. And then six months later, I met Hillary. Uh, Hillary brought me back to church. Uh, we got married at the Salvation Army because we have a joint heritage there. And uh, I started to go back playing the band and the songsters, but gradually I, I lost interest and I found I was going because of duty rather than because I wanted to. And then COVID came along. Uh, and as a result of COVID, there was nothing going on at, at the Salvation Army, but not the one that we attended. So we started watching services online, started watching a few other Salvation Army services. And then I thought, I'll try Life Central because people had mentioned Life Central a few times before. And the message that was brought uh, and the singing and everything I absolutely loved. And so once COVID was over, uh, we took the decision to actually come along to Life Central in person and uh, make it our church. So why do I want to be baptised? Well, it's just the next logical step in my relationship with Jesus. Uh, it's just something I felt uh, I needed to do. I've come to Life Central, I enjoy coming. Um, it's something I want to do rather than I think I ought to do. And I just think it's time to take that plunge. So good, such two contrasting stories, but God is in both of them. And you're going to hear some live stories as well. So I would love you to make a lot of noise for Dave, for Trinity and for Jenna, please. Brilliant. And Dave is going to share his story first. So let's have another little round of applause for Dave. So I'm Dave, and I think you're going to think there's a little bit of a theme going on here. But thank you. Um, from a very um, young age, church has always been a big part of my life, and that was actually the Salvation Army as well. Um, so dedicated as a baby, um, I made a public declaration at nine, became a junior soldier, and at 17 I became a senior soldier, making the promise of having accepted Jesus Christ as my Saviour and Lord, and desiring to fulfil my membership of his church on earth as a soldier of the Salvation Army, I now, by God's grace, entered into a sacred covenant. And that is something I've tried to do through the big decisions in my life. I've always sought God's will. I stand before you a teacher instead of the musician I thought I wanted to be. Head of maths at a school where I ignored the job advert quite a few times because I thought it wasn't for me. And living in a house which, again, we ignored several times not wanting to go to the house. But in each of those decisions, we have prayed through and... It has been absolutely the right thing for us, you know, circumstances have developed, I've met people there, and it's just been absolutely the right decision. I know that Jesus knew the best for me, even when I didn't want that. Um, I've sought to learn more about Jesus through Bible study and biblical commentaries, and have always been ready to talk to people about my faith, and any, with anybody who wants to. But to all intents and purposes, I'm being a good Christian, 
But recently, things have led me to deepen my faith, and there have been two things. First of all, becoming a father and understanding my desire for the best for my kids, even when it's the opposite of what they want. And two, about two or three years ago, I started having a vision, and this happened regularly in dreams and thoughts. It was of the prodigal son. And after he's made his decision to go home to the father, he's on his way home and he stops to rest underneath a tree and everything is lovely. The sun is shining, the shade is there of the tree. It's a really nice, comfortable place. And he stays there for a while. Um, And linking this back to my declaration I made as a senior soldier, I would characterise... This is like the place that I got to. I decided that Jesus was for me. Jesus was my saviour from sin. He was the one that would uh, save me. And I would go about doing everything that I could. Um, I would characterise my approach to faith as about what I was doing. But in the vision, the father was calling the prodigal son home to him. He wasn't wanting him to just stay saved. He was wanting him to experience the freedom and the party. And I realised I'd not done this. I'd accepted Jesus as my saviour, but not as my loving father. In the same way that I treat my kids, but infinitely more, Jesus wanted a relationship with me. He wanted to be there next to me every moment and every step and making every decision with me. And I wasn't doing that. But now I've started to do that and life is just completely different. It's just so much freer. It's just so much easier. And I'm standing here before you to be baptised because he's told me to in John 3, 5. I am making a declaration that he knows best for me, and I want him to be my father. I acknowledging that if I give control of every action and thought to him, he will lead me to the best. This is no longer about me doing the right thing. This is about me loving and trusting my heavenly father and seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Thank you. So good. And keep the applause going as we welcome Trinity. Hi, my name is Trinity and this is my story. Before Life Central and Jesus, I feel as though I always knew that God was there. However, I never really had the chance to explore what I believe and go to church as my family didn't really go often. It kind of just resulted to me talking and praying on my own every night before bed and times like that. The only way I can explain my relationship with God before I came to Life Central is that it kind of felt like God knew me as he listened. However, I didn't really know him. For a long time, I was focused a lot on friends and relationships with the people around me. I feel as though instead of thinking about my own future and happiness, I was more focused on the idea of who was going to be a part of it. I cared a lot about the people that probably weren't fitting for what I wanted in my future, instead of the ones that wanted to support me throughout. I began dancing college full-time, training almost every day to prepare for my future in performing arts. This was the one thing that really did help me where times became difficult. Things started to get a little bit hard when my mum was diagnosed with breast cancer. Although my mum was always smiling, laughing and being her usual self, I felt as though this is where I began losing myself a little. I had a phase for months of being the biggest hypochondriac due to seeing my mum sick and struggled massively with health anxiety, causing me to go to the doctors almost every minor thing, over the most minor things, crying, stressed and just scared. Like anyone would, I found it hard watching my mum go through cancer. However, seeing her come out even stronger and on the other side makes me so proud and taught me to be strong and made me realise that I didn't have to be afraid. 
I do believe that Life Central was a massive help to my mum's mindset and I really did watch it change her whole mindset completely. And this is what intrigued me to come with her on a random Sunday to understand God, to explore Christianity and just accept God's guidance. We also decided to join the Alpha course where my mum brought particularly the whole family, seven people literally each week, where we met the people who really did transform everything to me. Particularly two people in particular stood out for me and made such a difference. Rebecca, who's baptising me today, and Dave, who really just seemed to understand me. Although every time we did speak during the Alpha course, I tended to cry and tear up, they really did help me come to terms with the fact that God really is there to just put me on the right path. From hearing Rebecca and Dave's stories and their relationship with God, it almost felt like God was reaching out to me through their voice, compassion and just kindness. When I continued to come to church every Sunday and for the Alpha course, speaking to everyone, praying to God, trying to better myself and have a relationship with God, really did put me on the right path with the right things and people. My family, my best friend Amira, who understood me throughout my whole journey, Rebecca and her wonderful family, my friends, my dad, who's my ultimate best friend, and my dance, which I'll continue to do in London, in university to train to do my dream within performing arts. I do have a long way to go with my relationship with God. There are still questions and things that I need more time to understand. However, I am on his side and I truly do think that he was the missing piece that I needed and I would like to prove that by being baptised today. Phenomenal. So, so good. And keep the applause going for Jenna. Hi, I'm Jenna. Today I'm getting baptised to make a commitment to God, to show him through me. I was brought up in a Christian house, but nothing was ever forced upon me. I've made my own commitment to follow Jesus. Um, life has been a struggle and I came across some challenging difficulties, but one thing that hasn't changed is my faith and my belief in Jesus. I've always thought that you need to be a near enough perfect Christian, but in reality, I believe in God, I do my best with life, and I can only try and show him through myself. I'm going to get things wrong in life, I'm going to make mistakes, but as long as I turn to Jesus in those mistakes, I can get back up and try again. He died on the cross for our sins after all. All things are possible in Jesus' name. Um, a promise from God in Isaiah 41.10, don't be afraid for I am you, don't be discouraged for I am your God, I will strength for you and, helping you and help you. In other words, we will never be alone. As I was loading up my Bible app when I was writing this, the verse of the day came up um, and I liked it. It was in he Hebrews 13.8 and it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. And I like that because no matter how much we mess up, God is still there. He was there yesterday, today and forever. Thank you. Well done, Jenna. You know, I, I, I get the privilege of just talking to you just for a few minutes and then you're going to hear a few more stories and then we're going to see people get baptised, which is going to be great. But I've, there's a, there's a, I love quotes. Many of you know that I love quotes. I, I, I have loads of apps uh, about quotes and I'm always collecting quotes. And This is kind of one of my favourite, which is anonymous really, but time is measured in minutes, measured in minutes, but life is measured in moments. Time is measured in minutes, but life is measured in moments. And I know this is true because today is not only Baptism Day, but it's also a very big day for me personally. And this is the reason why, because I am at some point today, 29,979,360 minutes old, because today is my birthday. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. 
It's not all about me and my birthday. I'm just making a link into the baptism. But at some point today, I don't quite know when because I, I don't know when I was born, I will be 29,979,160 minutes old. But life isn't measured in minutes, is it? It's measured in moments. It's measured in moments. And Maya Angelou, that great African-American author and thought leader, she said this, life is not measured by the number of breaths we take, but by the moments that take our breath away. And guys, you getting baptised, this is going to be a moment for you where I hope that you don't just have your breath taken away, not because we're holding you under for 20 minutes or anything like that, so don't worry about that. But where you, as you come up out of the water, where there's a moment where you recognise again and realise what God has done for you. Because it's not the number of breaths that mark our life, it's the moments that take our breath away. And we've all had moments in our life that have taken our breath away, right? Like on the 27th of March, 1989, when this handsome young man, that's me, believe it or not, walked down the aisle to get married and you loved the hair. Oh, I'd love that hair. Or this moment when my son lifted the trophy in the under 16s football team. I was the manager and it's legendary now within Life Central folklore that all the way through the season, we kept getting battered every game. We got to the final miraculously. We're playing against this team. They're all like six foot six, these under 16s. It was ridiculous. And my motivational speech in the dressing room at Cradley Town was this, got lads, you haven't got a chance, just have fun. That was my motivational speech. And we went and won. That was a moment that I remember. Then there was this moment when I jumped into a waterfall in Jamaica. That was a moment that took my breath away, literally. Then there was this moment when our little daughter, granddaughter Tally took her first steps in the sea with Nanny. That was a great moment. I can't tell you the minute, but I can tell you the moment. Then there was this moment when, when I recognised that that beard had got to go. Did anyone remember that beard? That was a lockdown beard, okay? I don't know what was going on in my head in lockdown, but that little girl there, Tally, she was grabbing that beard and pulling me around the house by this beard, and I recognised that beard has got to go, okay? And it did go. And then there was this moment. So you might remember this moment several years ago. We'd, in fact, Andy had found a tweet on Twitter uh, that said this, Hail Zoen is the place where dreams go to die. And we thought, whoa, no, 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 not on our watch. And it was a moment in our story where we thought, no, 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 no. So we were approaching one of our anniversary celebrations and we, re- we got thousands, well, hundreds and hundreds, over a thousand people, uh, many from the church and from the community. We did a big community day and uh, we, we said this story about this tweet and we said, we don't believe that at all. And so we got these little dream again signs and we got people, whether they're Christians or not, to write their dream for our town and our community. And we released all these eco-friendly balloons, okay, just before you check. And we released them all and from that, moment on God has done some amazing things I can't tell you the minute but I can remember the moment and then this which is one of my favorite moments of all time this is when I got to baptize my son Josh and I can't tell you the minute but I remember the moment and guys you might not remember the minutes of what happens today but I really pray that you remember the moments because it's the moments and not the minutes that are important. So I want to share three quick things with each and every one of us, whether you're a person of faith or not, which will help us live life well. Because we believe following Jesus makes our life better and makes us better at life. Whether you believe in the whole God thing or not, these are important. Number one, cherish the moment. 
You know, we only have a certain amount of minutes. And whether you have a lot of minutes, like 29 million, however many I've had, or whether you have a few, we have moments. And that's what defines life. So cherish the moment. You know, cherish the moment with your loved ones. Cherish the moment with your friends. Again, Alison and I went away uh, with Tally for five days last week and, uh, and we had a brilliant time with this little three-year-old. I can't tell you all the minutes, but there were some great moments. Cherish the moments because they really, really matter. In fact, Jesus, writes, writes, Jesus said this and John recorded it and it says in Matthew chapter 6, and I'm reading from the message, which is a, a different translation. Uh, it says this, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. I want to say to those of you getting baptised, you know, today's going to be a great moment. There will be some difficult moments in your walk with Jesus after this, okay? But don't worry about that. Because God will give you help when you need it, when the time comes. Cherish the moment. It's the moments that really, really matter But as well as cherish the moment, we also need to seize the moment. We need to seize the moment. Because when a moment comes along, you want to make sure you seize it. Anyone ever heard that expression, you only had one job? Anyone heard that? You only had one job and in that moment you messed up. Like the person that had to write school on the road. I mean, you only had one job, (laughs) right? You only had one job, look. And the person that had to help with directions, look left. Or the person that had to define the fruit, Long yellow things is what it says there. You might not be able to see it. They're bananas. You only had one job. Seize the moment. Again, Jesus puts it so well. It says this in Luke. Jesus said, no procrastination, no backward looks. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Seize the day. Seize the day. Some of you are old enough to remember the film that made this phrase famous, Carpe Diem. Anyone remember that film? What was the film? What was the film called? Dead Poet Society, 1989, Robin Williams. One of the best films ever, in my opinion. This phrase, Latin phrase, carpe diem, seize the day. He's a, he's a maths teacher, uh, or a, a teacher in, in a school, private school. And he's getting these young lads to, to lean in and to think about their life and to think about the moments that matter. And moments come and you never achieve anything worthwhile in life from passivity. Everything worthwhile is uphill. And so you've got to seize the day. You've got to seize the moment if you want to make the moment count. These folks who are getting baptised, there was a moment in their journey when they seized the moment and they stepped into something that God was doing in their life. And I want to just talk for a couple of minutes about this a character in the Bible. I love this guy. This guy's called Bartimaeus. He's born blind. And um, the Bible describes this story in Mark chapter 10. Then they came to Jericho. as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. In other words, this guy gets up in the morning and it's just a normal day. It's an everyday, ordinary day. And he knows what the day's going to look like. It's the same place he'll sit. It'll be the same sounds. It'll be the same smells. It'll be the same situation. Nothing will change. And then he hears that Jesus is passing by. And he thinks, this is my moment. So in that moment, he doesn't go passive. He goes active. What he does is he takes a step. 
And as he takes a step, his step is literally to shout out, Jesus, have mercy on me. You see, you cherish the moment. You seize the moment. But ultimately, number three, you respond to the moment. Here's the moment where Jesus is in town. What is he going to do? And every single person who's getting baptised, there came a moment when they responded to that moment and when they seized the moment that God had brought to them. I remember the moment when it was for me. Um, way back in 1981, I was 15 and a half. I've been brought up in church in the Salvation Army. There is a theme coming out here today. And, and I knew a lot about God, but I didn't know God. And there was a moment when I was sat uh, in the upstairs bit of the Salvation Army and I was on the, on the edge of just about to kind of leave and to pull away. And, 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 and this little old guy called Ivor was speaking. I can't remember anything that he said you always get that. Everyone always says that. And for a preacher, that's really depressing. You know that? I never remember what the preacher said. Great. Well, I've spent hours on this. But anyway, I didn't remember what he said. But he had something that I wanted. He had a relationship with Jesus. And I remember that moment. I don't remember the minute, but I remember the moment. The moment when I seized it and I responded to that moment and gave my life to God. And Bartimaeus, in that moment, when he heard Jesus was passing by, he said, I'm going to seize this. I'm going to respond to it. And then in that moment, when he shouts, have mercy on me, the crowd tried to keep him quiet. But then Jesus stops and Jesus tells the crowd to bring Bartimaeus to him. So the same crowd that tried to shut him up was the same crowd that then had to bring him to Jesus. Imagine how they felt about that. And as they brought him to Jesus, he had a decision to make in that moment. What's he going to do? Is he going to respond or is he going to just stay passive where he is? The Bible says he throws off the cloak that's around him. That symbol of security and identity. He throws that cloak off and he comes to Jesus. Then Jesus says this, what do you want me to do for you? And guys, that's the question that God is asking every single one of us here today. What do you want me to do for you? That's a moment we need to respond to. Mark Batterson says it this way. He's an author from Washington, D.C. Our lives are not just measured in minutes. They're measured in moments. Moments when the minutes stand still. And I think in that moment for Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you is a moment when the minutes stood still. And then he says, God, I want to see. I want to see. What is it that you want Jesus to do for you today? Guys, in a moment, in a moment, in a few minutes, we are going to celebrate people getting baptised. But before we do that, I want to ask you a question. What's your next step today? Maybe you haven't been a follower of Jesus. Maybe you're not quite sure where there is a God. You know, we've got a, um, an Alpha course starting here in September. Alpha has been running for years now all across the world. Millions of people have been through Alpha. In fact, many people in this room. In fact, how many of you have been on an Alpha course? Let me see your hand. Look at that. All the way around the place. In the sites as well. I'm sure there are hands going up online. I'm sure many of you have done it online or in person. Incredible. You get an opportunity over eight weeks just to sit around tables, eat some good food together, um, hear some content about God and about faith. Ask whatever question you want. If at the end of that eight weeks it's not for you, then fine. What have you lost? You've lost eight weeks and you've had some free food. You met some new people. But if it is for you, if it is for you, it could be your moment. What's your next step? Maybe for some of you you're not ready for that. Maybe your next step is to come back. Come back next week or over the summer, check it out again. Maybe your next step is to talk to somebody who is a follower of Jesus. And if you are a follower of Jesus, maybe your next step is to get baptised. 
Love what Stephen said. It was the logical thing for me to do. You know, I'm just going to take that next step and get baptised. We've got another baptism coming up in November. We'd love you to do that. But right now, I want to pray, and then you're going to hear some more stories. So let me just pray, and I just sense that maybe there's a moment for somebody here in this place. Maybe someone in one of our sites or online, and there's a moment that Jesus is passing by. And your choice is, are you going to cherish that moment? Are you going to seize that moment? Are you going to respond to that moment? Or are you going to just let that moment pass you by? What is it you want me to do for you? Father, I pray by your Spirit that you would fill our hearts again with hope today. Lord, there are people here who desperately need you. There are people here who are crying out to you. There are people here who never thought about you and have just been dragged along here and not quite sure why they're here. We're a whole host of different people, different experiences, different minutes of our lives that we've been leading. But God, these are moments when you can change everything. And so Lord, I pray that in these moments now that you allow us and help us to cherish those important moments, to seize the moments when they come and to respond to the moment when it's our moment with you. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Guys, take a look at the screen. Some incredible stories coming your way. Then we get to baptise these amazing people. Take a look. My life before I encountered Jesus Christ, uh, it was pretty uh, average, uh, you know. Grew up in a, yeah, in a decent family, nice upbringing. Left school at the age of 16, had my first child at 16. Uh, so I got four daughters and a granddaughter. I say four daughters, uh, I lost one uh, due to her, you know, she was born ill. And uh, that uh, put me into drinking alcohol. Uh, alcohol and uh, I became an alcoholic. That was the first step to uh, spiralling, uh, going downhill. So at that I decided to uh, join the army, which uh, seen me on tours such as Afghanistan where I got blown up. Uh, had quite a bad experience over there. Uh, I was diagnosed with uh, PTSD, which also put me on a downward spiral. So uh, in coming out of the army, I've um, Ended up living in my car, uh, which has led me to uh, becoming homeless because of having the car taken off of me uh, and not being able to afford to pay for the, uh, the finance uh, for it. And then, which has led me to, um, uh, well, falling into crime, uh, taking drugs and things like that. Just a bad downward spiral, uh, really. And um, yeah, uh, I've always known that. Uh, Jesus Christ loves us and I, I didn't accept him into my life until like the, I think it was uh, the, the fourth time uh, I went into prison. Yeah, the one day uh, the chaplains, uh, they've come round with the Bible and um, uh, passed it to me. And obviously because the TV stopped working and the one day I was like, uh, I decided to pick it up. And uh, I picked it up and just couldn't, put it down after that. So I started to attend the uh, chaplaincy in the uh, prison, uh, the church services. And uh, so I've um, accepted Jesus Christ into my life and he's, 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 just, uh, he's brought me here today. And I'm being baptised today here at Life Central because I would just like to say that uh, Jesus Christ is my, uh, my life, my everything, my saviour. 
and not just in bringing me to the Father, God, but bringing me here to Life Central. Like, I was born into a Christian family, so, like, I came to church on Sundays and things, but before, like, sometimes I felt lost and I did, like, didn't know what to do, so, like, I, like, started to listen in church more and, like, understand what they're saying and, yeah, like, so I just felt lost sometimes. So, I decided to follow Jesus, like, f four years ago at this place called Creation Fest. And I like decided to follow God because I felt like this feeling in me that I'd never felt before. That like I knew he was like there and that he listened to me and stuff. And so I wanted to follow God because like he gives me that nice happy feeling that like I don't really feel that often and it just like sparks me and it influences me. That's why I wanted to follow God. The difference from following Jesus makes me a happier person and like I'm I push to do things that I want to do and I just find it like easier to live a life with God. The adventures that he gives you like you never expect the stuff that he gives you and I just love the feeling that he gives you and stuff but then the lows like sometimes you don't feel like you're hurt but like that's what I find hard about following God, but then when you like understand it, like um, you feel like happier and understand it and so like you can push through and understand that you're being heard. I'm choosing to be baptized today because I want to live a happy life with God and when I'm with God I feel fulfilled and happy with Him and I just want to live amazing life with God and the adventures that are to come will be amazing. I thought I'd have an easy life. Like I thought that I could get through it on my own, like everything would pan out even if like something small comes up. Um, but obviously, that changed. A lot of problems just arise and I didn't know how to cope with them. And I realized that there was a few things, a few aspects that I needed to change in my life. There wasn't a specific moment where I decided to follow Jesus. It took, it took like around 13 different reality checks in order for me to actually realize, okay, there's something incredibly wrong that I need to change. It wasn't until that is when I decided that, okay, let me actually do something about this instead of me prolonging it more than it needs to be. Like, say, when I go to Limitless, the atmosphere is absolutely suffocating. Like, it's so pure to the point where you just can't help but join in. And then it's moments like that when I'm like, okay, let's, let's dive in a little deeper. And then from that, it just started building up. And, you know, from the talks from, like, say, how Zoe's Funny thing is, I kept prolonging my baptism because I thought I, in order for me to get baptized, I had to fix all my problems, fix all my issues, make sure that everything's on the right track. 
It wasn't until three weeks ago I realized the fact that having these problems and having these issues were natural. And that's the whole reason that Christians should be coming to God for answers and just ways of living, essentially. Jesus actually has impacted me in ways that I don't think I realize. Like, there's instances, like the small instances in life where it's like, huh, this is pretty convenient that it happened. But then I just kind of brush past them. And now that all I line all those things up and I look back at them, I realize, wow, I think I'm actually pretty blessed for the life I have and everything I got given. So, yeah, that's the whole reason why I'm getting baptized, to see if I can find more and see what, what plan God has for me. I grew up in a Christian household where I believed in Jesus, but I didn't know why. Um, I didn't really focus in church and I just thought it was pointless. I started going to Life Central Kids and I thought it was fun and it was a good way to like um, learn more about Jesus. When I was seven, I was dedicated and I feel that had an impact in my life and I'm yet to understand what impact it had in, on me. Last year I went to Limitless Festival and I think it had a really big impact on my understanding of Jesus and how we can change my life. During one of the services I felt God's presence and I want to continue my understanding of Jesus. Spending more time with Jesus is a stress reliever. I feel like he brings peace. Uh, when I came home I felt like I had a really big impact on my understanding and I decided that I think it's time for me to like follow Jesus and that's why I want to get baptised today. So good. Keep, keep your applause going. Why don't we welcome to the stage the people getting baptised. Fantastic. Okay. Okay, so I'm just going to ask these guys a couple of quick questions. And if you want to affirm this, then just say, I do. Okay. So do you believe in God as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and acknowledge Jesus as your Lord? Great stuff. Do you, do you acknowledge what Jesus has done for you by dying and the resurrection, but for the forgiveness of your sins? And will you follow him the rest of your life? Brilliant. Let's pray. Why don't we stand together if you're able, if you're willing and able, stand. Love it. Hey, if you're, if you're used to church and stuff, maybe stretch your hands out. If not, don't worry about it. But we want to pray for these amazing people. Father, we thank you for these people stood before us right now and stood before you as well. Thank you for their life. Thank you for their journey. Thank you for the minutes of their life. But Lord, thank you for the moments of their life as well. And Lord, now as they enter the waters of baptism and, and they symbolically die to the old and they rise to the new, God, may you do something fresh and new in their lives as well. We pray for them. We pray for their family and their friends. May today be a great day of celebration for their whole family as well. And Lord, as you go through with them, we pray, Jesus, that they would never forget this moment, but they'd always remember this moment as a marker moment in their story and in their journey. In Jesus' name, Amen. 
Amen.